Good evening. <clears throat> I hope that you are able to hear me tonight. And uh, if you can, if you don't care, just to make a comment on there uh, that you are able to hear me. And uh, we want to make sure that you are always able to hear uh, what the um, message is each night. And uh, I hope that you've had a wonderful day. I hope the the Lord has blessed you. I hope the Lord has been with you. Um, because even if you don't feel like he has, he He has. And so um, uh, tonight I just I pray that uh, as your work week either maybe is coming to an end or if you work weekends, it's just getting ready to start. But the Lord is still with you. Tonight I want us to look <clears throat> at really one verse tonight. When you and I talk about famous Christians, there are probably some names that come to your mind. I think of people like Billy Graham. I think of people like Charles Spurgeon, who was a famous Baptist preacher in the past. Uh, I think of um, I think of um, Kirk Cameron, who is a famous Christian. Um, and you probably have thought of other names. And so when we say famous Christians, um, our minds go to that. Uh, I think I think of uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, these people that everybody recognizes have claimed to be Christians. But most of the Christians throughout human history are not famous by the world's standards. Um, there are hundreds of millions of Christians on the planet today and famous ones we could name probably most of us on two hands. And so tonight I want to talk to you about, about being a Christian even though the world doesn't consider you famous. How many times in the Bible when we think of who's your favorite Bible character? It's usually, hopefully, Jesus, but outside of him, it's someone like Moses. It's someone like Elijah. It is someone like uh, someone like Paul, someone like Peter. Um, it's these famous Christians that we have heard of, but. The Bible is full of Christians, followers of the Lord, people who you, God used that many times only got one verse. Maybe their name was mentioned one time in the last few verses of a letter that Paul wrote. And so tonight, I really hope that you will understand this, that even if you are not famous for your faith, like the world thinks certain people are. God has a purpose and a plan for you. You say, Jake, I might not ever lead a crusade where hundreds of people and thousands of people come like Billy Graham. I have a lot of pastor friends who get discouraged when their churches are not great big. And what I always tell them is uh, big churches are a blessing, but 
it's also just a whole bunch of more people with the same problems. And so you just have the same problems, just more of them. So sometimes people feel that way that if I don't have this great um, fame getting event in my life, then am I really making a difference for Christ? And tonight I want to talk to you that most of what God is doing through his people, and I hope that's you tonight, is through people the world will never recognize, who the world will never brag about, who you'll never have your body lay in state at the Capitol like Reverend Billy Graham. You, you probably won't have um, Christian colleges named after you like Spurgeon College. You, you, you probably won't have those things. But tonight I want you to know that your difference and you mean just as much to God as those people who everyone thinks about. Right in the middle of two very long passages of Scripture, we looked last night in Judges chapter 3, starting in verse 16, and it went all the way to verse 30. And in those 14 verses, give or take, it was all this story about how God raised up uh, Ehud and, and how he was used by God. And then you have verse 31, and don't read it yet. And then you jump down into chapter 4. <clears throat> and there's this big, long chapter about Deborah. And in chapter 5, it's about Deborah. And, and so you have these two famous people in the Bible, two stories that we are familiar with. But here in verse 31, there's someone else that God uses. And so many times we're so focused on the big things that we miss the little things. I tell people all the time this simple statement, that the reason our church is blessed is not because of the pastor, it's not because of the music, it's not, it's not by what you see. It's because generations of faithful Christians went into their prayer closet and prayed that God would work. No one ever knew it. Many of them didn't have any financial means to, to give an astronomical amount, but they were faithful to pray. Many of those people were were not um, well-educated. Many of them didn't even have a high school degree back in the day. But yet their prayers and dedication and faithfulness to the church, God has honored over the years. Uh, there have been times as we have been celebrating our 200th year that they have went back and studied things like the church finance report where the church thought they were doing well because they had a dollar and 75 cents in the church treasury. During the days of the Great Depression, people who were going without gave. People who had very little um, back in the 60s and the 70s and 80s never built big fancy new homes and bought big fancy new cars. They, they lived modestly and gave to their church with what they could. And so tonight I want you to know that whether you have much by the world's standards, God will use you tonight. If you don't have the physical stamina and health that you once had, 
God can still use you in your life. If you don't think you're as well-spoken or as knowledgeable or as famous as someone else, God can still use you. And so we finish up chapter 3, verse 30 last night. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land was undisturbed for eight years. So this is time of peace. But listen to what verse 31. And after him came Shamgar, the son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. You see, that's actually a whole lot more amazing than the story we read last night by a person snuck in and stabbed the enemy king. This individual killed and destroyed 600 enemy soldiers by himself. But yet he got one verse. Just, just then one verse. And it goes on in chapter four and says, then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. And so yeah, even though the Bible doesn't talk a lot about him, even though he didn't get the whole chapters or half a chapter like the other people, he had a place in the family of God. He had a place in the purposes of God. And tonight, I really want to encourage you that if you don't think you're making a difference, you really have no idea how big of a difference you're making. Just like Shamgar, the son of Anath, got one verse. Your church might not ever name a bathroom after you. I'm not a big proponent of naming things in the church after people. It's just a personal preference of mine. I'm not a big in memory memorial of. So you might not ever, you might not ever have a, a, a hallway named after you or, or you might not ever be called up in front of your church because you were the biggest giver or the most famous singer. But if you'll be faithful to God when he calls your number, when he asks you to do something, you can make an eternal difference. You see, Shamgar, the son of Anath, struck down 600 Philistines. And as a guy who wants to know more about the Bible, I want it, I want the details, right? It's, we're going to talk about how Samson did amazing things. We've talked about how Moses and Aaron did amazing things. But this guy struck down 600 Philistine enemies by himself. One verse. One verse. And so tonight I want you to know that. That you can make a difference for the kingdom of God. Even if nobody knows your name. That's why Jesus literally said that if you want to make an eternal difference, don't go praying in front of people boasting about how good of a prayer warrior you are. Jesus said, you've earned your earthly reward. But he said, go into that prayer closet, shut the door behind you and pray. Jesus was talking about those who gave a lot of money and they'd walk into the temple. And in that day, they would take coins and they would throw them down the um, money chute and it would clang and it would make noise and everybody would naturally look. 
and they would boast about how much they've given. But Jesus said that little old widow who gave the two mites all that she had didn't even encompass a penny by today's money. Jesus said she's given more than all of the rest. Why? Because she gave with the right heart. She gave sacrificially. And Christian, tonight, it doesn't matter if your pastor doesn't know it. doesn't matter if the chairman of deacons doesn't know it. doesn't matter if you get appointed to the right committees. If you'll do what God has asked you to do, this world might not ever recognize how special you are to the kingdom of God, but God knows. God knows. You see, that's why so many times when pride and arrogance gets in the church, it usually happens by the people that are on the stage, the musicians, the preachers, the singers. Why? Because if you're in front of people long enough and you do a fairly good job, people will brag about you. They'll pat you on the back. They'll get you thinking you're a little bit too big for your britches. And God will humble you. But what I want for my life is I just want to be faithful. I want to be faithful no matter who notices, because I know God notices. I want, to be, I want to be faithful no matter who knows my name, because God knows my name. <laughs> I want to be faithful no matter what earthly rewards I've got, because God said he would reward me in heaven one day. And so tonight, I know the tendency is to want to be like the people who got lots of chapters and verses wrote about them. But you be faithful, even if you only get that one. Only get that one. So tonight, I just want you to know that you matter to God. You matter to me. Um, and I'm praying for you. And I appreciate you who comment and like and share. And as I go back through those and look at the names, I, I pray for you specifically. Um, and uh, if I can ever help you in any way, please, please let me know. And uh, please just don't forget that no matter um, if the church is going good, if your marriage is struggling, if, if you don't feel like anyone's noticing you, God has his eye on you. One of the songs that I love so very dear and was sung this Sunday night at our church actually is, His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. And that is the same for you, if you know him as your Lord and Savior, that his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches you. And so may God richly bless you. And we'll see you Monday night if the rapture don't happen and the Lord is willing.